to organize your amazing ideas into a powerful book? It's time to write your book. Welcome to the Write Hour, nonfiction tips from the right coach with Joyce Glass, where you can learn the business and craft of writing. Welcome to episode 602 of the Right Hour. I am so excited to interview Blythe Daniel. I attended her class at the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference in this past May and invited her here today to share her tips on creating a launch team as a part of your book marketing plan. We've had a couple of episodes about book marketing and this is a very important part of your book marketing plan. You want to create a team who are going to create some activity and buzz and increase your sales. And so listen closely, make sure you take notes. But Blythe is a literary agent and marketer who secures books with publishers, conducts publicity campaigns, and online marketing. She helps writers build the right book proposal, secures contracts, promotes books, and has placed authors in the national media. She's worked in publishing for more than 20 years and represents best-selling nonfiction authors and new voices. So, she knows a little bit of what she's talking about. As an agent, she has represented authors associated with a focus on the family, crew, Proverbs 31 Ministries, Women of Faith, North Point Community Church, International House of Prayer, Dollar General, J.P. Morgan Chase, Houston Chronicle, The Huffington Post, Today Show Parenting, American Management Association, and many others. She spent seven years working as publicity director and then marketing director at Thomas Nelson Publishers, now HarperCollins Christian Publishing, where she directed hundreds of publicity and marketing campaigns. In 2004, Blythe moved to Colorado with her family and worked as the product development manager for Ransom Heart Ministries, founded by the New York Times bestselling authors John and Stacey Eldridge. She opened her agency in 2005 and is a member of CBA and AWSA. Blythe actively works with the the Next Generation Ministry at their church and loves talking about God, exploring places, and conversations with her family, and watching Auburn football games and Hallmark movies with Starbucks in hand. We'll forgive her for the Auburn stuff. I'm a Georgia girl. But hey, it's all good. Blythe and her mother, Helen McIntosh, are co-authors of Mended Restoring the Hearts of Mothers and Daughters um, from Harvest House Publishers. So grab something to take some notes on or listen to it for a few times to learn how to create an engaging and active group for your launch team. Hi, everybody. It is episode 602 of The Right Hour, and today we have Blythe Daniel with us. She is an agent and editor, as I mentioned in the intro, and um, editor, agent and writer, sorry, not editor. (laughs) I'll get it right in a minute. And she is here with us today to talk about launching your book, doing a book launch team as a part of your book marketing plan. So this is something that you will definitely want to take some notes, check the show notes, and listen to probably a couple of times to make sure you catch it all. So Blythe, so glad you are here today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be talking with you. I've 
But we've been looking forward to this time for a while. Yes, we have been missing each other on schedule, so and finally could work for today. So I'm glad to be here and see you again. So tell us a little bit about you and your journey to becoming a writer and an agent. I became an agent first when um, I started an agency in 2005, and really that became a um, an opportunity for me when people would come to me with their book ideas. They knew that I had worked inside of a publishing house for about seven years. I worked for Thomas Nelson Publishers. Mm-hmm. And so out of that came opportunities in Colorado Springs, where I live, and through that, you know, just really started helping authors develop their ideas. And so I knew that one day I wanted to write a book, but I knew that it would have to be something that was really a need and something that I was passionate about because I knew the process and I knew what was being published and, and how ideas would, would come about and what would it take to, to find something that would be publishable. So, um, I, I just really spent years learning from others, seeing what worked for them. And uh, so really that's, that's the journey for me was working inside of a publishing company, doing some freelance writing, and then um, knowing the time for when it was time to write the book that my mom and I wrote. Right. And tell us about that briefly about the book that you just published. It was, you released, you said April of this year. That's right. We published a book called Mended, Restoring the Hearts of Mothers and Daughters. And this book really helps women look at how to have a healthy bond between your mother or your daughter or both uh, with the idea of looking at how do you initiate tough conversations with the other person and how do you move towards restoration or reconciliation between the two of you and and even how to have just a day-to-day healthier relationship that you can model for future generations in your family. So that took us about a year to work on that book. Um, it, and it was good that we had all that time because we needed it as right. co-writers going back and forth. Um, so then you know, the real work began uh, last fall um, when we were putting the finishing touches on the editing and adding in stories and such. But, um, but, but it was a wonderful process and we learned a lot through it that helped us really develop what we used for marketing because some of those phrases that you are writing into your books, uh, you, you writers that are listening become the things that you can use for your book launch team. Like some of the quotes that were in our book, we pulled out and used as social media posts for our launch team. So it's super important to be diligent in the writing process. And Joyce can tell you all about that since she works with writers in that regard. But it, but it really is a process that you don't want to short circuit. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And there are so many great things you can pull out of a book. And one thing that I did with one of my books is um, I have three talks based off of the content from my book that I created to professionally speak, you know, and I have, like you said, quotes and blog posts and all kinds of things you can pull from a book. That's the wonderful way you can repurpose it too. So it can go, I have a podcast about um, blogging your book, but it also can go in reverse. You can write the book and blog about it too. So it can go either way um, to create a, a really professional book. So I, that is wonderful. What, what was the inspiration for the um, mother daughter book? Was it something that you and your mom had struggled with or was it something that you just saw or, or what brought this to your idea to write? 
You know, it really was a combination of both. It really was that my mom had struggled um, in her relationship with her mom, which then cast a light on our relationship as I was growing up, you know, for my mom to learn how to had a mother well when she had not been mothered well and had a close relationship with her mom. And so, and it was also a result of our realizing that we had worked on some repairs in our relationship and, you know, maybe this could be helpful for other people to see, you know, how to, how to restore some areas of their relationship or an entire generation of relationships between mothers and daughters. So it, it really was that, and just not seeing a book specifically address the areas that we wanted to address. And, and my mom has a, doctorate in counseling. So she's had some practical experience with this as well um, with others. So yeah, it really was about seeing a need and trying to fill it in a, in a unique way. And I, and I do think that's something that I pass on to clients is, you know, what is the, uh, what is the idea? What is the problem or the issue that you are the answer to? What are you writing about? What is your experience or your uh, expertise in that area? Because these all do play into how you're going to market your book and what your strategy is going to look like comes from your experience and, and your um, seeing a need for the book that you want to write. Definitely. I agree. Um, so what was your basic marketing strategy for this book? What did you follow along and decide to do? The marketing strategy that I used for our book was really a more of a traditional model of going to media relationships that I had established. Um, and so some of maybe some of the writers that are listening have written for um, a website or a newspaper or have done some articles for magazines. And so calling on those outlets well in advance, I would say six months in advance of your book releasing is such a good idea because it flags it for them to make sure that they see an advanced copy coming in the mail to them. Um, And so that was part of it. And then the rest of it was really starting to launch a launch team about three months before the book released. And the reason that we did that was partly because of the season that it was in. We wanted to get ahead of the curve um, because it was right after Christmas. We wanted to catch people um, right after that season. And then it really just gave us time to develop relationships within the launch team. So the launch team really was a big part of what we did. And that that really was asking people to be, you know, back in the day when I was working in-house at a publisher, we called it a street team. Those were the people that helped get the word out on the street. Yeah. So you know, so I know you were asking me too, like, what all did you do in that launch team? And we did ask our launch team members to post um, those social media posts that we created. Uh, we also asked them to write a review on um, Goodreads in Amazon. And we scheduled when they would be writing their reviews on Amazon so that not all Amazon reviews landed on the same day. Mm-hmm. And we also, with Goodreads, we also asked them to mark it as a um, I want to read this book for your shelf. Um, so you want, uh, want to read books. So we got some, we got some, you know, posts that way as well. But a lot of it was just really creating an online community of people that were interested in our topic. And we had them share about their own experiences with their mother or with their daughter. And so that generated conversation around this topic. And I think people felt more inclined towards wanting to share about the book because it met a personal need in their life. And we really tried to tap into that. Definitely. That's great. Well, how did you, um, 
approach the team? Like, did you send out emails or did you find people on Facebook? How did you put this team together and about how many um, were you shooting for to have on the team? Yeah. So what we did was we, we sent out emails to people that we, we had heard were interested in it just from conversations in the past or meeting them. And so we sent some emails out. We also put some notices on Facebook and we did start um, a private Facebook group for people joining into this um, community. And so between those two things, um, we, we got a team of about 200 launch team members and that was really our goal. Um, Some publishers will tell you that a hundred is enough. Some will say, 250. So I, th- I think it depends on what you feel like you can manage. Um, and, and the other part is what you're going to be requiring of them. And then how many books that you're going to be giving away to that launch team. I, I do see where some launch teams now are requiring writers, I'm sorry, you know, launch team members to purchase the book to be a part of the team. That wasn't a requirement that we used, although we did ask them to post a review. Um, Many of them did purchase a copy of the book because we did offer bonuses for those who pre prepaid to purchase the book. They got a gift from me and they also got some freebies that um, a web designer that I work with created for me. So um, yeah, that's, that's kind great. of how we structured it. Yeah. yeah, that's a great incentive to get them to buy it. And hey, I'll give you a little extra for buying it. Because um, as most people know, you want those people to be verified buyers when you have their reviews put up there. Because especially on Amazon, if they're not verified, then it looks like it could be cheesy. You know, like you, right. paid, you paid them to do it or something like that. So that's why you want them to buy the book. It's not that you don't want to give away the book, but there's a, there's a a reason behind the madness. Mm -hmm. You want that verification. That's right. And you know, I wouldn't be, if, if, if you're a writer listening to this thinking, is it worth my budget to buy extra copies from the publisher if they're only going to give me a certain amount of copies? I would say yes, because the best form of marketing for your book is your book. Mm-hmm. And it's also one of the the least expensive forms of book marketing is for a publisher to send out a copy of the book. And so it, it's a great word of mouth piece. I would just say, get the book into as many hands of a launch team that you can. Um, and maybe maybe you offer a free copy to the first 30 people who sign up or whatever number. Because, you know, I, I we did find this out that, and we've done some launch teams for other authors as well, that people love to have the actual book. People love to feel it and smell it and hold it and take it to the beach and read it. And so there's something about getting that actual copy that is um, still very desirable versus say uh, a download or, you know, even the advanced reader copies, a lot of times uh, aren't final cover. They're they they have mistakes in them because those are the advanced reader copies. They're galley proofs. They're they're not final. So having an actual book in hand is really um, a great a great thing and not an expensive form of marketing. Yeah, I like that. Um, I thought of one other question and thought I was going to ask you to follow up with all that. Oh, I know it was the Facebook group. For some people that don't know, I mean, I've been on a couple launch teams. 
But personally, I think a Facebook group is one of the best ways to run it because you can keep instant communication going. Um, Right. Yeah. And the thing about that was that it built community and it wasn't just people who were going to sign up and launch a book. There were interactions between members that I don't know would have happened outside of that group. And so that was so exciting to watch how people were encouraging each other and getting to know each other within a group. And, And like you said, it kept the conversation in one space. So we could tell them, you know, my, my launch team manager, Stephanie Alton would say, okay, this week we're going to post this, or she would kick off a question and have the, you know, open it up for discussion and people would just start dialoguing and, and entering their, their response in that feed. And so it really was a great way to house all of the conversations and all of the instructions, because I think, you know, one of the things that you and I've talked about was, What did we require them to do? And so it was a good place to be able to say, okay, this week we're going to do this. Has everybody gotten their Amazon review up as scheduled or, you know, have whatever the question might have been. We we could kind of say that in one place without having to send out a whole bunch of emails. Right. And the problem with emails to me is that it can get lost, you know, exactly. Conversation can get lost. The information can get lost. Whereas Facebook, you can scroll back through. It's like, okay, here's this post that's what we're supposed to be doing this week, you know? And exactly. Then you, or if there was a conversation started, you can go back to that conversation, that kind of thing. That's why if, um, for those writers and they're few and far between, but those of you that are scared of social media and you're not on social media yet, please get on there because <laughs> you're missing out on a whole lot. You know? <laughs> it, it really is true. And, you know, people don't have to be on there all the time. Right. Um, you know, and you've probably told this to people before too, but choose two, two things that you feel are really fit your personality and, um, and, and stick with that because that's where conversations are happening, whether someone likes that or not, that's where the conversations are happening. And so in order to be relevant, you've got to be in those conversations, um, because that, that's where people are going to be conversing about your book. I, I like this, um, this comparison that Kathy Lip made. Uh, that Facebook is like um, the it's like the address book um, where the main focus there's connection and Instagram is like the photo album of the of the eighties. <laughs> tw- Twitter is like screaming into a megaphone in the park, uh, and then Pinterest is bulletin board ideas. And so I, I love that you know whatever fits your personality, that's what you go with, uh, and it, it is important. Yep. Yeah, that's what I did. Like, I start off with Facebook and Twitter, but I really don't like Twitter. Being a writer, a, you know, limiting my words is really annoying. So I'm there, but I don't hang out there a whole lot. <laughs> I'm more of a Facebook girl. And Instagram has its issues, too, but I like it a little better than I do Twitter. Um, but they, again, I'm, and I'm still learning because I, it's one of those things you've just got to, expand a little at a time. And so right now I'm trying to expand to Instagram, but it's really hard for me sometimes because it it doesn't do things that I want it to do. And it's like, well, you could do this on Facebook and Facebook owns Instagram. So why can't you do this here? You know, (laughs) it's true. And I think we're still learning about what, what can take place on Facebook that might not take place on Instagram and vice versa. And and I'll tell you one, one publisher that I work with um, for, for some of my clients 
they have stopped doing Facebook ads and have felt like Instagram ads have been more effective for them. So along with the the marketing strategy for launch team and visible presence on social media, you may want to consider doing some Facebook ads or Instagram ads to boost some of the things that you're, you're putting out there about your book. And, um, you know, I, it's an inexpensive, again, inexpensive form of marketing to really tap into the people that would be resonating with your topic. Definitely. Well, what did you ask your team members? Well, we've covered that a little to promote the book, but was there, like, did you have a certain theme for each day or each week? Kind of break that down for us. And also, I, I like that you mentioned that you had your manager for the group. If you could tell us a little bit about what your manager did, because Anybody that's tried to publish a book, there's a lot going on. You need somebody helping with this. Even if it's your first book, get somebody to help you for sanity's sake. (laughs) Exactly. I would really recommend that because as a writer, author, you want to be able to react to things that are coming in instead of having to be always thinking of what am I missing? What did I not do? So you want to be very proactive and getting as much set up ahead of time as you can so that you have the space and the margin to then react to questions that are coming in from the publisher or from the team. But what my launch team manager, Stephanie Alton did was she set up the Facebook group and she went in, you know, at least a couple of times a week and interacted with the members and she would post, you know, things like, well, this week we're going to share this social post and, and here's the file to upload the next three weeks worth of posts that you're going to share. And then she would even put things in like, um, have you asked your readers today what they're, what they're responding to the most from your post on the book mended. And so she would really get this discussions going and keep up with the schedule of what we were asking them to do. And it was so helpful to have, I did a lot of the mailings because I was mailing out, uh, the launch team gifts that I gave every launch team member. Um, and I was also mailing out some of the um, pre-order incentives as well. So I, I focused on keeping track of who was getting what since I was paying for that. Mm-hmm. And um, you'll want to check with what your publisher is willing to cover. If you have a traditional publisher and what you're responsible for, the publisher did provide the books that I asked for. And so that's another thing you want to know ahead of time. How many books are you going to be able to get from your publisher and how many would you need to purchase if you get beyond a certain amount? And so we did ask them to post a review on their blog. We also asked them to share social media posts. We asked them to write an Amazon review and or Goodreads review. And depending on what retailer sites were carrying the book, we also asked them to go on to one or more of those sites and post a review. Um, Just because some places like Target and Barnes & Noble and others don't often get as many of those reviews or Walmart um, as some of the Amazon. So we wanted to spread things out a bit and show the love to some of those other retailers. But those were the basic things that we asked them to do. Did you require them to have a blog to be part of the team or was that just if they did? That's a great question. We didn't require them to have a blog. Most of them did, but even if they did not, and they had a large social media following or any, you know, any established social media following, we, we allowed that to, to be the, the leader of what they would be doing for us. That, that, that would be take precedence because um, we didn't want to, you know, hold people back from sharing about the book just because they didn't have a blog, mm-hmm. but the ones that did um, generally, they posted a review as well as did the social posts. Awesome. 
And did you have any kind of requirement for them to fill out like a Google form? Yeah, great question. You know, I wanted to make it an invitation for people to come and join the launch team and not a, we're going to screen you uh, process. Mm -hmm. So we just called it um, the launch team participation form. And so we did ask them questions about what their primary audience was we we did ask them all the pertinent information and and even ask them you know where do you spend the most time what do you want to see on a launch team what's helpful for you what's not been successful for you on a launch team we tried to make the most of the opportunity to find out what would be helpful for them in the process of working with us so that form we did automatically um stephanie again alton she she put that form together and our website designer had those forms come directly to us so we could see what those responses were. And then we exported those into a file. So that was super helpful to have, to have those all already automated so that all we had to do was just be able to look through them. Right. Makes it a lot easier. So tell us about your writing time when you're writing this book and are you planning on another book? That's a good question. (laughs) Well, thank you. I hope that we get to do another book. My mom and I really enjoy this process of writing together because we brought two different voices and two different generations into the process. And so we're looking at doing something um, again together, uh, probably on a related topic, um, maybe even going deeper into some of the themes of this book, Mended, Mm -hmm. that we wrote. But um, I'll tell you, you know, the writing process was um, a lot of time, some maybe even more time than I expected on the editing side of it. Once we had written the book, um, I am by nature probably more meticulous than, than not. So <laughs> I, I actually went through the manuscript several times after yeah. we did ed- edits just to make sure that it was just like I remembered putting it in there. And so that took up a lot of time. And, and it is um, really helpful to set aside a lot of time for the writing. But I think sometimes people don't, estimate how much time it will take once you get your book back from your publisher. You don't want to schedule anything during those 30 days, 60 days, whatever yeah. it looks like, because there's a lot, that's where the real work begins. No I feel major like. life events, no marriage. That's right. Births. <laughs> the fine tuning is really a, a tedious process, but worth it because then you feel really good about the words that are on the page. Right. So, um, so it is, a, it's a tedious process and I, and I do hope to do it again don't have anything firm set on that yet. Yeah. So with your time, was it something you did daily or did you have to kind of find it in the nooks and crannies? Cause I know you still have children at home, correct? That's right. Yeah. You know what I would do And a lot of this came as a result of my mom's health during our writing season was um, she was in the hospital some and she was in rehab. She had just been walking through cancer and chemotherapy while we were writing. So what we did was we, we really just set aside chunks of time that we could write. And I would go visit her and write um, in my computer as, as I would talk with her. Uh, she wasn't able to do as much typing then. But, you know, what we did was I would say we made a plan and we 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 tried to stick with it. We made some adjustments where we needed to. But but that's my encouragement to, to writers is to make a plan and stick with it and and plan for there to be some adjustments to your schedule. But I remember towards those final weeks of turning in the manuscript, I would estimate how many words I still needed to write. And I would say, okay, by the end of this week, I need to have 4,000 words written or whatever the number was and, and really work hard 
to do that, whether it was to get up early, I'm definitely an early riser. So I would set aside the time and you want to treat it like a job, treat it like you're clocking in and, and stay consistent with it. I think, you know, when things go off track and for some, you know, maybe you have a week or two where you, you don't get to write anything. Don't let that discouragement keep you from getting back on track. Um, there's no perfect writing journey and no perfect mapping, but, um, but learn that that's, that's part of the process to be able to, to manage the, the waves of time that you have and the times that you don't have. And, um, and, and to ask God really to help you manage the time and help, help you fill in the gaps when you don't have as much time as you think you need. Uh, I, I just think prayer is such a huge part of this process to really go to the Lord and just say, God, you know, the time that I have, and I want you to help me maximize it. Help me to, to know when it's time to write and when it's time to be quiet and listen and have a morning quiet time with you to, to hear what my next steps are. So that to me is a big part of it. Yes, yes, definitely. Well, uh, what words of advice or encouragement would you have for new writers or someone who may be struggling to write and market their book? Um, you know, a lot of them, if they make it through the writing process, then the next hurdle is the marketing process. And I have to say that was a big hurdle for me too. I struggled with marketing because it's just not my forte and gift, but I've had to learn. Uh, what would you encouragement would you give to them? I would say to the person who is either still writing their book and feeling like, gosh, I don't know if this is ever going anywhere. I would say to that person, um, don't give up. You know, we are always just typically steps away from breakthrough, from seeing something finalized. And it, it seems like it's, you know, easier to give up and maybe scrap it and start something else, but, but don't underestimate the finish line. And, uh, and I would say to the, to the person that's, thinking about how am I ever going to market this book because I, I don't have a lot of time or I don't have a lot of know-how. Um, I, I would just say, you know, there are so many opportunities for marketing that it all it takes is just really starting one, one part of it. And typically that kind of opens Pandora's box to something else. So you don't have to know it all. You know, there are people that you can lean on and, and refer to and, and Joyce and our our agency has a network called My Influence Circle. You know, talk talk to those of us who have done it, and just say what what are the things that you would advise me on? Um, because again, giving up seems like an option. They're like, well, I'm just going to do minimal minimal amount. But I, I tell people, why would you only want to minimally market something that you've spent months or years writing? Exactly. And so you you know you you owe it to yourself to to invest the time and put some resources into the marketing aspect. And something that my authors have, have done is to save some of their advance or maybe all of it and, and put it towards marketing that they're going to, uh, they're going to invest the money that they've been given and mm-hmm. turn it around to uh, further the message of the book. So I would just say, you know, don't, don't necessarily think of marketing as just a salesmanship, but marketing is getting the message out that you've worked so hard to create. Um, right. So those, those would be my tips and encouragement that, providers. That's great. And, and marketing is simply, con- you know, making connections and sharing people what you have. You are helping them most likely if it's nonfiction, you're helping them solve a problem. If it's fiction, you have a really good story that, that someone can escape into. So, you know, you want that to think of it that way as you're helping your best friend and not the ooey, cars, you know, use car yeah. salesman kind of 
um, marketing. Buy this car now. It's on sale <laughs> <laughs> for two more days. <laughs> so, true. yeah, I know a lot of writers struggle with that. That is, you know, I don't want to, or that I don't want to talk about me. Well, if you have a message in your heart, guess what? <laughs> you got to talk about it. And that may mean talking a little bit about you, but that could be, help someone. So I, that's right. And I'm glad that you mentioned fiction because I didn't mention that earlier when I was talking about how I've helped authors think through the lens of what is the the problem or the issue that you're the answer to that you have the experience to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I, and I just want to footnote that and say for fiction, you know, there are so many people that only read stories because they want to enter into the life of another person into, into in a story format. They don't, they don't want to read nonfiction. And so you know, we've always seen fiction as having an entertainment value and it does, but it also has a deeper message that comes through the story and the characters. And so don't underestimate that your fiction is just, just entertainment or it's just an escape. It it has, it can and should have a powerful message that you're creating. And and fiction is even more challenging to write than nonfiction when you're considering the layering of stories and the storylines and complex characters. and, And so um, for fiction writers, I'd say it's even more important that you craft the message, that you work and edit and work and edit uh, to to get the right story with the right characters and the right settings. And so, um, yeah, so happy that you mentioned that because fiction is a powerful voice for, for, for many. It is. It is. Well, this has been great, Blythe. Um, do you have any closing words before we... Close up shop for today. (laughs) Sure. You know, the thing that I think I would want to just encourage writers with is that, um, you know, whether you've written a book and it hasn't gone well, and so maybe you're listening to to this thinking, I think I'll try to do it differently next time. Um, realize that if you've had a bad experience, don't let that keep you from trying again. Um, it's just like uh, anything else in life when we've had a bad experience or we've had something that we thought, oh, I'll never do that again, or I wish that I had done it differently. You can. And so whether you are new, brand new, um, or you're back on uh, as a writer, um, I would just say continue continue on in the process, it's not an easy process and it's not, it wasn't easy for me having worked in this industry for 20 years and um, it probably won't be easy for you. And, uh, but it is worth it. And, and there's so much to be gained in the process that beyond even writing a book. Right. That's, that's great. And I, the big thing I would add to that is just keep your connections with people, learn from all, all different people because not everybody has all the answers but they have different answers that you can learn to do different things. I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much, Blythe. It's been great and it's been very helpful. And I hope this inspires some people to do some um, book launching and we will uh, see you um, later when we talk to you again sometime. I'm sure we'll have you back. So thank you. I've so enjoyed it. Thanks so much. Thank you. you for listening to this episode of the right hour are you wondering how to start your writing journey but feel overwhelmed or confused after taking four years to write her first book joyce completely understands she created the four steps to the right book to help you clarify your focus create and organize your content and complete your book she shares tips on the writing process and you can download the writing planner 
to track your progress and create weekly and monthly milestones to complete your book. You can sign up for the short email series at therightcoach.biz. That's T-H-E-W-R-I-T-E-C-O-A-C-H dot B-I-Z. Or go to the link in the show notes for the podcasts. You can sign up on the side pop-out on the computer or on the phone. It's a blue bar at the bottom that pops up. You can also go to the bottom of the homepage to sign up for The Four Steps to the Right Book. Don't let fear and overwhelm stop you from writing your book. It's time to write your book.